Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of These Are The Values. Today we're talking about something that took me months to learn, okay? So today's title is, How Can You Say You Have Faith If You Don't Plan? Okay, this was real, real difficult for me to really come to terms with for a while because I found myself swinging to opposite sides of the pendulum of like, oh, trust God with all your faith and like, oh, hustle grind, you know, but I have come to realize over this last week, two weeks that there is a healthy medium and it's definitely really hard for me to find personally, but I finally feel like I have found it. So let me just explain the two extremes. So. The extreme end of trusting God looks like you being lazy, you being dormant, you not really moving, not playing your part, like you just expecting God to almost carry you the entire way or to show you every little thing. And unfortunately, it does not work like that. Like God gave us free will. He gave us brains, all these things for a reason, because We are meant to use them. We are meant to put them to use. We are meant to use the extent of our abilities. God is not asking for us to be handicapped or crippled when we say that we have faith or when we begin to have faith in him. So that's one opposite end where I found myself just kind of like being super stagnant and like hoping God will just come rescue me like a little damsel in distress. But like, girl, that's not how it works. And I was wondering why I was so unhappy. Like I was wondering why. I just was so mad all the time, so sad all the time. And it was genuinely because I'm trying to put things in God's court and put things on his plate that are mine and wondering why I'm hungry. Ooh, come on, Holy Spirit. That was a kind of a bar. <laughs> putting things on God's plate and wondering why you hungry. That's exactly what I was doing. Um, so on the opposite, complete opposite end of it, I would get like these bursts of like, oh, I need to grind so hard. I need to go so hard. I need to pick up 7 million jobs and I need to do this. I need to do that all at the same time. And oh, yeah, just tell all my friends like, yeah, y'all, I'm about to start this business and do this and do that and do that. When it was just like, God didn't tell me to do none of that. I wasn't moving at a pace of grace. I was burnt out. I was tired. Like, I just didn't have any balance, like no balance whatsoever. And so I'm finding myself now in a happy medium. So I kind of got to this point where I took inventory last week, last Sunday. It was just like, okay, why am I unhappy? Like, what is going on with my life? And uh, as luck would have it, I found out that I was 95% responsible for my unhappiness. So um, what I had to do from there was basically write down some action steps during my reflection time. Like, okay, so how are we going to change this up? Because you seeing that you're unhappy, you're also seeing that you're the root of the issue. So unless you take action, you're going to continue to be unhappy. And so I started being like, all right, cool. I got these different things that I'm going to do to start moving forward. Um, and one of the biggest things for me was like, I felt stagnant in my finances. Like I was like, why do I feel like I'm just not like growing financially? If anything, I feel like I'm taking steps backwards. Um, So it was a time where I was like, okay, cool. I'm about to just get another job. Now, if you know me, I have virtually four streams of income right now. (laughs) I have like four, but like I was just, it just wasn't enough. You know what I mean? Like in this economy, child, listen, everybody got like 50 loan jobs. So I was like, let me get another job because one of the things that I'm really upset about or most upset about right now is like my financial stagnation. And the answer to the job is to get another job. Girl, like you have this time, you're flexible, go ahead and get another job. So I felt at peace with that. Now, let me tell y'all why I was really hesitating on getting another job. 
Last year, around this exact time, God was like, don't get a job. And I was like, "Mm, that's probably not God. That was probably not God. God would have told me to be broke. That doesn't make any sense. And I was applying to like a bunch of jobs at one time. And none of them were getting back to me. I mean, jobs I was overqualified for. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't make any sense why you weren't accepting me when, frankly, I should be the assistant manager here. Like, you know? Um, And so I got to a point where I really became cognizant of the fact that, okay, God really does want me to not have a job. So I settled in that. And I was like, okay, cool. No problem. Didn't have a job. Y'all already know that story. If y'all go back and listen to episode one, that's the story of that time. So for some reason, I was hanging on to that. Like I was hanging on to the previous season's demands. And that's a word in and of itself. Hello, like, let me hold on. Let me, let's put a pause in. Let's put a pin in it right there. And let's harp on this for a second. Please don't make the mistake of applying yesterday's rules to today. Especially not with God. Because God is a God of evolution. He's a God of cycles. He's a God of phases, of change, of seasons. And so if you are sitting here trying to apply something from last season that does not apply here, you're going to find yourself stagnant. You're going to find yourself upset. You're going to find yourself not reaching your potential because you're putting limits on yourself that God did not place on you. Hello, let's get a biblical example. So if you go through Leviticus and all that good stuff, Deuteronomy, all things where there's like the 613 laws of the Bible, those were written for the Israelites as they were wandering around, right? And so a lot of those rules actually don't really apply to us today. They're not hard rules for us today. And so if you sit there and restrict yourself to certain things for really no reason at all, except for personal conviction, you are limiting yourself. And that is a limitation you're putting on yourself. So you can't turn around and get mad at God for X, Y, and Z because you did that to yourself. So in the same breath, that was something that I was doing to myself where I was applying yesterday's news to today and getting mad at God when it wasn't feeling relevant. So that I'm just going to take the pen back out and go back to what I was talking about. So that's why I was in that mind frame of like, pause. Then I swung to the other side of like, okay, I'm going to hustle. I'm going to grind. I'm going to leave God completely out of it. And I'm going to make all these moves without consulting him. And that's where I found myself at at the beginning of this year. So me relying completely on God, no job, extreme. That was fall last year. And this whole super grind culture was in the beginning of this year where I was taking jobs without asking God about it. And y'all like, I just, (laughs) and I feel like that's why if y'all have listened to the past couple episodes and I was talking about how unhappy I was and how mad at God I was, it's really because one, I was on extreme end. Two, I was applying yesterday's rules to today. And three, I was failing to see what part I play. So let's get into the part that you actually do play in the balance that I found. So there was a Kerry Washington. She did an interview and she was like, basically how faith works is if you see a bus and you're trying to catch that bus, you need to pray that you make it on that bus and run as fast as you can. If you miss the bus, it was not the bus for you. But if you make it, you know why. Okay, so let's break this down. So, of course, you need to pray to get on the bus. First of all, you want to pray before everything. Like, you just want to ask God, petition to God. You should be doing that, period, point blank. But some of us stop there, and then we walk and wonder why the bus left us. 
Or we stand there and wait for the bus to circle back around and get mad when the bus don't circle back around. We forget the running part. Or some of us run and don't pray and don't even know if that's the bus we're supposed to be getting on. See, the thing about praying before you start running is you give God the opportunity to show you his will. Right? You give God that opportunity to show you his will where it's like, okay, God, is this even the bus for me? So you know whether or not before you even start running like, is this something I'm going to be wasting my time on? Or is this something that you genuinely have in your will for me? Something you have grace for me to do? Something your favor is on, your hand is on? You know what I mean? And so it saves you time. It saves you energy. And it puts you in God's grace, God's favor, his will. Cool. So when you run and pray, if you miss that bus, you have given God the opportunity to tell you that wasn't his will. But if you make it, you know why, you know, this is part of his will. You know, you've put in the work to earn it. So I just thought that was such a fascinating analogy of like how your faith should work between prayer and like your own efforts, because there is a balance to both. Like it's not one or the other. It is both and And so today's episode is about how you can have faith and plan at the same time. I know this is something that I was really struggling with for a long time because I just didn't really understand how you can do both, like for real, for real and fully. And so what I've come to realize is God never wants us to be stagnant. Like he never wants us to be doing nothing unless he completely says be in a season of stillness. And even then, sometimes the stillness is about an internal stillness, not really an external stillness. You know what I'm saying? Because you've got faith without works is dead. You've got all the proverbs about being a slugger, being a lazy person, somebody that loves to sleep, that doesn't like to work. Like you just have so many proverbs and so many, um, statements, analogies, metaphors about being a hard worker, having a strong work ethic and always being on your game. Uh, So what that looks like for me, I'm just going to talk about me, myself and I, is that I really do that, do that pray and run strategies. I pray first and ask God, okay, God, is there any reason why I shouldn't go after this? Okay, God, is there any reason that I should go for this over that? Is there anything that you need me to do that I'm not doing? Is there anything that I'm not even considering doing that you want me to begin doing? Leave the door open for that. Um, and whatever God tells you, go after that. Now, I will say there have been some seasons and this season was one of them where I really felt like God was like, not talking back, not even gonna hold you. I'm just like, Lord, what is your will? Straight crickets. And so I want to talk about what you do in that season. So one of the things that you first want to do is the thing that he told you in a previous season. So sometimes God is silent because you have yet to complete the mission that he first gave you. You ask him for another assignment. That's not how that works. Um, secondly, if you have already completed the mission, sometimes God just wants to see what you're going to do. So um, one of the ways that I think about how God's uh, relationship with us looks is in the father, child, parent, child type relationship. And so sometimes when you have taught your child how to tie their shoelaces and then they come to you with a shoe undone, but you know, you've already taught them that sometimes you don't help them. Sometimes you sit there and you let them figure it out because you have already given them the tools they need to know what to do in this season. And so you have to sit there and look at your situation. One, identify if you have any incomplete missions. Two, then turn around and be like, okay, what has God showed me in the previous seasons that I can apply to this season now? What has God really shown me that I can I can start working on, start working toward or use to make better and wiser decisions this season? You know, and so for me, that was girl, get another job. It's okay. And then God's also been working in me about this whole quote unquote real job, corporate job, nine to five job type 
mentality that a lot of us are taught to have or that we're brought up with where it's like, oh, I need to have this corporate job to feel like an adult, to feel like I've made it, blah, 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 blah. And God's really been working that out of me. Like (laughs) I have not had a real corporate job literally yet, like at all. I have not had a nine to five and I'm doing just fine. Like I'm all right. You know what I'm saying? Things could be a little better. I ain't going to hold you, but I'm okay. Like I'm very much so providing for myself and doing what I need to do. And so with that, I took that into my decision-making process when I was looking for a new job. At first, I started trying to look on like LinkedIn and Indeed and stuff and looking for full-time jobs. But I remember that that was something that God was teaching me I didn't necessarily need. Like I was, I'm not built for that. I'm not built for a 40 hour a week, nine to five job in an office, blah, blah, blah. I'm not built for that. Like I'm just not. I'm a very flexible type individual. I like to do multiple things at once. So working multiple jobs um, or working multiple part-time jobs or however it works out, being a contractor, all these things are more so for me than a full-time corporate nine to five job. So um, with that, I had to pray like, okay, God, what kind of job do you want me to have? And that's where he went silent. So then I started looking into, you know, part-time flexible contract position and things like that. And then that's when I started having some leeway. So I do have a new job now that does allow me to have some flexibility and things like that and make pretty decent money. So, you know, <laughs> that's not the object of this podcast, but I want to encourage you guys to use similar methods. I want you to use your previous lessons that God has given you to make wiser decisions now. And I want you to be able to trust yourself when you do make those decisions. Now, of course, double check, triple check everything with God. Like I went back to God before I took the job. Like, okay, God, this is not for you. Let me know. Dead silent. I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to start the first day of this job. If this is not where you want me to be, please give me some confusion. Like, let me be confused. Let me be feel convicted. Otherwise, give me peace about it. If I have peace about it, I'm going to continue. Now, let me tell you where I got this thought process from. This thought process comes from, I think it's 2 Kings 5, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, Lord, I'm probably mistaken. Don't quote me. But um, it's about it's around that time with King Saul. And a lot of people focus on King Saul and his era. But I like to focus on Jonathan, his son. So this was around the time where they started the war with the Philistines. And well, Jonathan started the war with the Philistines. And he went to their outpost. And God was like, have I told this story on this podcast before? I don't know. I'm going to retell it because it applies here today. God, he was like, okay. This is what we're going to do. He was talking to his one friend, the uh, armor bearer. He's like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to expose ourselves to the Philistines. If they tell us to come up there, then God has given us, um, God has given us victory and we're going to go up there and we're going to fight them. But if he don't, if they don't tell us to come up there, then we're going to just hang out down here and um, yeah, we're going to be defeated. So what I loved about that and what God brought back to my memory about that is the fact that Jonathan constructed a plan. Jonathan had faith enough to plan and allow room for God to work. Like he didn't say, okay, this is what's going to happen. Blah, 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 boop, 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 bam, bam, bam. He left it up to God to make the ultimate decision, but he had a plan in place. You get what I'm saying? And so that is the perfect model to me of how we should have both faith and planning. And so when you when you operate in that kind of mode, when you allow God to have a say in your situation, you are not operating in pride. You allow room for his favor and grace and his will as well. And so I definitely think that that's a great example. If it's not in second Kings, then it's in like first Samuel or second Samuel. One of them three, one of them three. I'm a hundred percent certain it's like one of them three, but just look it up child. But, um, 
yeah, y'all. So I just hope that this encouraged somebody. The big takeaways from today are make sure you're not on the extreme end of having faith and being lazy or planning and being a super duper hustler. Secondly, the best way to know if you're doing either is to take inventory of your life and move forward based off of that. Submit your will to what God had planned for you before if you have not already completed that or allow yourself some grace and some trust to know that God has already implanted in you all the tools that he needs for you to have in every season that you're going to be in. I hope y'all got something from this today. That's pretty much it. You know, I'll talk to you next week. Hit me up on Instagram at the Jasmine Cambridge. Leave a rating or review. And yeah, I don't know what it looks like from the mountaintop just yet. But for now, these are the valleys. Bye.